Blog Talk Radio. Somewhere where it's nice and chilly. Okay, I'm not going to say chilly. Where it's cold at. <laughs> yeah, hope you're inside enjoying your day. Uh-huh. I know I am. Anyway, so we got a good show planned for you today, y'all. We have an outstanding show planned for you today. And, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking about these midterm elections that, that went on last week. I think on Friday and talk about them, so we're going to talk about them today. So I know you probably heard a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of stuff about them elections. Well, now you get to hear my piece of the pie. <laughs> yeah, and it may be just a little bit different. Because, you know, we got to tie some things into what happened here last Tuesday. And uh, there's a lot that's going on, and there's a lot that will be going on here, at least for the next week. You say for at least the next week uh, concerning the elections. And uh, then there was the, the press conference, and, uh, you know, that kind of went off the rails as well. So we we have a whole lot of stuff to talk about, and we're going to take our time and do it um, because that's sometimes we need to. Sometimes we, we get the rushing, you know, rushing a little bit. And uh, 
Sometimes we just, we miss the point. We miss important information. So we're going to go ahead and, and take our time today, talk about some things. And, of course, we want to hear what you have to say. Because what you have to say is just as important as what I have to say. Because sometimes I miss some things. And because you are, are oh, did I just do that? <laughs> uh, because you are um, an important part of the show, I do value what you have to input as well. Because, honestly, you, you have some, you the listener has some very interesting, um, that I miss sometimes. And I'll tell you, I'm, I'm just one person, you know, me and P. Ross, you know, we, we, we try and catch every, every, <laughs> we try and catch every angle, but we miss it. So that's why we have you. Now, P. is not here right now. Hopefully she'll be joining him in a little bit. But in the meantime, y'all have me, Mr. Talk in the house. Um, of course, we have our song of the day, which is a very special song. You know, yesterday was Veterans Day. Some people celebrated it yesterday. Some people are celebrating today. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you celebrate. You should be celebrating your veterans every day. But I understand this is the day that is, quote, unquote, set aside to, to, to honor your veterans. So that's a good thing. That's a good thing. No, I'm not complaining about that. But we have a, a special um some special music, <laughs> I should say, honoring, you know, the Honor Veterans Day. And no, it's not the the typical, you know, I'm proud to be around him and all that good stuff. It's a little different today. You yeah, know me, I like to do different sometimes. So we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, let's see. I don't know if we have a black history person. I have to check, check with old P on that one to see if we have one. But if not, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. You know, we're fluid like that. <laughs> yeah, we're beyond flexible. We're fluid. Um, but let me tell you how you can be a part of the show, okay? The easiest way for you to be a part of the show today is to give us a call at 347-838-8622. You can email me at ericletstalk at gmail.com. And the chat room is open. Yes, it is. It is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So those are the ways you can participate in the show. And as I mentioned before, I, I do encourage, I, I would like to hear from you, okay? Um, if you can't talk, you may be at work or what have you, uh, you, you know, you can always go into the chat room and we can have a conversation there if you like. But you do have to sign in uh, using a username. If you want to have that conversation, if not, well, okay, you just get to read what I type in there, <laughs> which sometimes I do a lot of typing and sometimes I don't do a lot of typing. It just depends on how my fingers are feeling that day. Okay, um, let's see what else we got for you. Oh, we have some some clips to play for you because it's so much went on. Honestly, it's so much went on with this this last week's election that. I could remember it all, and some of it you would have to hear for yourself because it's it's very 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 interesting to say the least. Okay, so that's what we're gonna be talking about here in a little bit. Um, let's see what else we got for you. But that's about it right now. I think what we're gonna do we're gonna go ahead and knock the um, song of the day out the way because it's longer than than normal than my normal songs of the day. It is because it's two songs put together, and uh, 
it's it's very very. I like it. I like it. It's different. It's a different Veterans Day song. You know, as I said before, sometimes you have to get out of your norms and your habits, your regular routine, and do something a little different. I think that's the problem a lot of us have in our daily lives. We we want to keep everything boring and routine, but sometimes we definitely have to get out of that routine. But today, that's what I have decided to do. Step away from, you know, the one song, the four, three, four-minute song, and I put two together today. Back him out. Went back a little bit, you know, did my little DJ thing somewhat, somewhat, somewhat. Um, but, yeah, this Veterans Day song is outstanding. I think it's outstanding. It's definitely different. It'll get you to bob your head a little bit and let you have a little bit of fun. And uh, Because that's what we do. That's what I do. And once we finish this song of the day, we'll come back and we get on in. We get on with the show. All right? So without further ado, man, here's your Veterans Day Super Mix. Y'all enjoy it. Hope you like it. Who you think you dealing 
it, it's time to blaze up, got destroyers and cruisers, carriers and amphibs, enemies get the business so you know that they can't live, frigates and subs, make sure that the fam lives, transport marines across the world to the sand rig, the plan of the day, set off cannons and spray, keep the anchor to the bottom and the rails to the bay, enemy is straight, straight up, beat them to their knees, this the U.S. Navy here to maintain freedom of the sea. We got the boots laced up, complete the mission by any
I got the key to open the door They greet with open arms like me home from the war Home from a tour, you know I'm nice, you can't deny it And I'm here to make it clear that everybody ain't a pilot Chopping it up with BQ, open them up, you please lose The preview, the review, sorry I had to leave you See dude, we fly to win, hit you like an airstrike Our enemies, they call them foul, swear it ain't a fair fight Cooper Ray badge on, defend the force, yeah Here in battle dress, uniform, Q is worn, check the source Dominate, air and space, bomb drop, clear the place Messing with my country, you gon' see with the scared of space Military MC, and poppers in my blood Women want a man in uniform, so come and get it, love And you can hit me with them chair force jokes But man, I'm hot, like I went to hell to wear four coats, yeah And your name, Rico What branch you representing? United States Coast Guard That's a good copy Are you prepared to bless this microphone? Well, you can bet that Roger that I heard the game in distress, you better put in your vest and holla mayday I'll ride your up on channel 6 and get the big five I'm setting general quarters, you better follow my orders I will repeat myself, so set the main fake fire, Dr. N I'm about to blaze the spot to open all the valves and energize the fire pumps I'm setting Zulu to these pumps that don't know how to rap You getting queasy as I rock the beat and get you sick I'm big Fosh, Gene Dash, you eliminate your obscene rap I'm so obsessed, anything I do and say is only on the knees and no basis So go ahead about face this I'm finna smother the beat and dump A, triple F As I left, right, left to the cage Today, 
she may make it, she may not, but hey, it's okay. Y'all got me. As long as you got me, you got it all. <laughs> uh, let me tell you how you can be a part of the show. The easiest way is just to call me at 347-838-8622. If you want to speak with me or anybody else um, that may call in on the switchboard, just press number one on your keypad. That shows me that you want to make a comment, and I'll bring you in. We can have the conversation. The chat room is also open, www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Okay. Uh, you can sign into the chat room with the username, then you'll be able to help conversation. Talk to me or talk to others in the chat room if you feel like it. Uh, you know, yeah, we can have a conversation. If by chance you can't speak on your phone, or whatever else you you may be doing. Now, if by chance you happen to be listening and you get cut off, disconnect it, or you get tired of hearing my voice for that moment. So shows will be archived, as all of them are. From day one, they're all archived on Broad Talk Radio. And you can also go to the show's um, website at www.letstalk.com. Okay? And um, there's videos there, uh, poems that P has written on there, you know, just interesting little things there for you to sit down and check out in your convenience. And, uh, yeah, and we do it just because we want you to be able to check out and, and just have some background on what we be talking about here on the show. Yeah, we just don't be jaw jacking a lot of times. We do a lot of, a lot of searching and reading and, and fumbling around. <laughs> Because that's what we do, man. <clears throat> that's how we have to we have to do that to make sure we bring you a, a quality show. Yeah, that's because that's what we do. But anyway, so with all that being said, um, I don't have yeah, I don't have that Black History moment, but it's okay. We'll move on from there for right now. It may come back time a little bit. So let's get on with the show, man. All right. So, cuz, I see you. What's going on? Here, tap me on the phone. Let me know that everything's sounding all right. Um, check this out. On the show today, we're going to be looking back at, at those midterm elections, uh, which really, really, really interesting, to say the least. Um, because let's remember, upcoming, leading up until that, the only thing you heard about was uh, the blue wave, the purple wave, the orange wave, you know, the invasion of migrants coming from Guatemala, Honduras, coming through Mexico, getting larger and larger, and they're going to be invading the United States by the midterm election. Well, that didn't happen, did it, as far as them invading <laughs> or getting even close to the, the U.S. border. Because right now, they're still miles away. Um, but we'll get back to that in a, minute, in a little bit. But what did happen, it wasn't um, particularly a blue wave, as they wanted to say. In other words, the Democrats just didn't take over and control and, and gain control of both houses of Congress. Right. Now, if you listen to mainstream media and even some of the, the talking heads, that was supposed to happen. But it didn't. It didn't happen. But what did happen was the Democrats had enough to where they did gain control of the House of Representatives. Okay, um, while the Republicans, you know, they kept control of the Senate. So, sitting down thinking about that, 
and watching how all this took place, that's how I came up with the show's title. Who won? The people or the politicians? It's an interesting question if, if you really think about it. Who, who did win? Did the people, the citizens of the United States of America win? Did they win? Or, or did the politicians once again pull a fast one on the, on the people? I know y'all are like, Miss Talk, what you talking about? Simple. Let, let, let's talk about, let, let's think about this. You take, you got the Democrats controlling one part of the House, Congress. You got the, 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 the Republicans controlling the Senate. Now, we know from what history tells us that these two parties do not like, really will not and cannot work together unless they're just pushed to the you know, push to do so. We also know that once one party controls either the House or part of Congress, the president that's in office during that time is going to catch it. We also know that the Dem- a lot of Democrats do not like or cannot are just tolerating. Uh, the president of the United States right now, President Trump. And so basically what we are about to have, in my opinion, of course, and looking back on history, even, you know, closest to recent history as the Obama, the Obama administration is we're going to have gridlock. Nothing's going to get done. Two years of vacation for all of them. I mean, two years of vacation. They're going to act like they're putting something forward. They're going to act like they're doing something. But they're not. They're not. We shall see. But it's going to be interesting. Um, and adding, <laughs> you know, adding to the drama, there's 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 a whole lot more going on with this thing. What most people are paying attention to is only what they see in in the the media. Okay, and as we always say, so you have to get away from the mainstream media. You know, get away from Fox News, ABC, NBC, CBS. Get away from them because they're controlled by someone, and their agendas are that they're. Their job is to push certain agendas, even your local news, because they are affiliated with one of these the three major networks. What four? Got, got to get the got to get the fourth one in, right? So, um, so what we have here, what we're about to have, starting in January, is a whole lot of bickering back and forth, unnecessary investigations. Uh, a lot of finger pointing, and the bottom line is going to be nothing is going to get done. It's simple. Nothing is going to happen. Nothing is going to get done at all. Now, adding to all this drama already that's going taking place, you got the races that are still going on that no one really 
wants to concede in the one in Georgia, the governor race between Brian Kemp and Stacey Abrams. Okay, that that is it's hot. It's hot. You hear me? It is hot. Then we got to go to Florida. Once again, Florida has made itself stand out in election history. Now, the governor's race between Andrew Gillum and Ron DeSantos, okay, and the one in for the Senate between Bill Nelson and Rick Nelson, Lord have mercy, uh, Rick Scott, uh, and then there's the one in Arizona between Christian Sinema and Marcus Maselli. Okay. In all these races, they're being all too close to call. But the one in Florida is the in Georgia. Those two women in Florida, especially Florida, because they both races have been ordered a recount, and that is the one that is really interesting to say the least. Because once again, um, um, Broward County uh, down. Palm, but uh, down, down, down south in the boot at the bottom, as we call it. But, yeah, that's where all all this is coming from. And let's remember the Bush Kerry thing that happened in Florida, where it was the you know recounting, recounting, and all of a sudden the results changed. Now, of course, you know the president being who he is, he's gonna put his his three cents in because uh, that's who he is, right? <laughs> You know, he called for the results of November 6th to stand, and, of course, he would call for that. Why? Because both Republican individuals uh, 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 won, supposedly won. And to add that he himself went down and, and, and campaigned with them. Because you know, at a recent press conference, the president boasted really, really, really heavily on how all almost all the candidates that he campaigned for won their election. I think it was nine out of eleven won their election. And the ones he didn't campaign for or didn't want to have anything to do to, with him, they lost. So if this if this comes back and the results are changed, you know, his ego is gonna take another hit. And we all know he doesn't like his ego being hit at all. At all. Now, in in the Florida races, as in in any other race, see, I think that's why we have to educate ourselves, people. We we must educate ourselves on this electoral, this election process that goes on. Because most of the time, what you see on television as the results, you know, uh, that's just, how can I say it? For you to see, for you to see. But what happens after everybody goes off the air, there's still the absentee ballots that have to be counted and make it there by a certain time to be counted. Then you got the provisional ballots. Those are the ones that, quote-unquote, didn't have the right ID uh, but were there, have voted before, so they were allowed to vote, you know, after, you know, pending verification that they are, you know, voters what have you. And that's where a lot of the claims of voter fraud comes in at. You have service members and those working overseas that aren't able to get back in the United States in time to 
you know, vote per se. So what you do, they do, they request the absentee ballot, which is sent to them. They fill it out just like you do when you go to a poll, and they put it in mail and send it back. Now, the problem with that whole system is you're relying on Mr. Smith to deliver these things on time so they can be counted. So while a lot of people think their vote is being counted, sometimes they just can't. And we've heard the, the, the horror stories where a bunch of this was found behind dumpsters or where some mail carrier just didn't care and just dumped it in, in the dumpster and or took it home and just left it at their house. So when you start thinking about these elections, could that be a voter fraud? Yeah. Does it necessarily mean it's by the officials in charge? No. Doesn't necessarily mean that it's purposely done. Maybe, maybe not. So these are all the things you have to you have to consider and, and look into. Now, it's, it's no secret that Florida has been a Republican stronghold for years. For years, especially in, in you know as far as the governor seat. For years, so if Andrew Gilliam, which by the way is, I, I, I'm doing one of the Jesse Peterson things, you know, that guy he tickles me so much, uh, but please, by the way, is African American or black, okay? Um, and Ron DeSantis, in that race right there, that's important. You know, not only would he be black, but a Democrat too. He's already the mayor of Tallahassee. And that that was one of the hottest races in the state of Florida. You know, so many negative and, and, and bigoted things were said about Andrew Gillum. And it, it's interesting to see how this would go. I mean, there's not there's not a lot of votes that separate either you know either of the races. So we have to wait and see on that one. But this one in Georgia, Stacey Abrams, the the the, the woman candidate. Oh, man, she is not getting down. You know, and, and this, this thing with the Georgia race really was interesting because Brian Kipp, you know, he, he was, uh, what, the commissioner of elections or something like that. Uh, I, I was looking like, how was he able to run and still keep his job? You know, that, that that's suspect in itself. It really is. Wouldn't you think that's suspect? Yeah. You know, and after he thinks he has won, then he goes ahead and resigns. Yeah. He goes ahead and resigns from his job then. Oh. Claiming he won and he's the next governor. You know, that that is just simply, what was it? Georgia's Secretary of State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He resigned last Thursday. He was the Secretary of State. You know, uh, yeah, that makes no sense right there. You know, but then again, I'm not a politician, so I can't, you know, I don't have to make those type of things happen. But they do, they, they, they make them happen like that. It's very interesting. Um, 
it's interesting about this thing because there's a lot of allegations going on here as well. Um, Abram, station agent, the female, has pointed to ballots that have yet to be counted. It says there's a, still a possibility of a December runoff, okay? And she's hoping that once, as I said, these provisional ballots, the FT ballots are counted and the other votes are recounted, and yes, they, they will have a runoff in December, and uh, we'll have to go through this whole process again. Now, on the other hand, Kemp says that his campaign, they are declaring victory because there's no way possible she is going to pick up enough votes to force a, a, a runoff, December 4th runoff. Okay? Now, Abrams once again says, wait a minute. There are still enough uncounted votes to force a runoff, and, you know, they need about 15,000 votes to do so. Now, here's, here's the interesting thing about this thing. Then Kim comes back and says, well, they're using old math. Because they didn't want to give no how this was old math to consider how many votes there But basically what they're saying, because of the old math, there's a new way of doing it. It's more like 30,000 votes now. Now, you know, um, Ooh. Mm, 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 mm. You know, it, it's really crazy when you get to talking about these 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 dang on elections. Because the elections are just dumb. I mean, they're not dumb, dumb, but the way that the things that go on and and let's let's be honest. With the administration that is now in office oh, the, with the, the administration that is now in office Anything is possible. Anything is is game. Because they're all about winning. They're all about winning. It's not about people anymore. No, it's not about people. It's about holding a position and, and, and being the top dog. So we can do what we want to do. Listen to what I said, John. So we can do what we want. And when I say we, I'm talking about the politicians now. What we want to do. It's not about what the people want. It's not. It's not about what the people want. The people come in far, fourth, and fifth when you look at the whole thing. It's not what the people want. It's what the politicians want. Yeah. Now, in this race in Georgia, the, the report is saying there's about 22,000 provisional ballots that have yet to be processed. 22,000. Okay, so if you go back and look at the claims that's being made here with uh, the Abrams camp saying they need 15000 but the Kemp camp saying, no, it's more like 30000 both of them are covering their butt. You know, so who, who this is going to be interesting to see. Now, of course, of course. As I mentioned before, you know, the president has already stepped in and he's claiming uh, his voter fraud in, in both these races. Yeah. In Florida and Georgia. So those are the ones he really care about, especially Florida. You know, he got his posh club there uh, where, where he likes to go and golf and all that good stuff. <laughs> it's interesting. Uh you know, of course, the president he has his little his little tweeting fest going on. He tweeted without evidence that the elections were being stolen. 
were being stolen. Anger post okay. Uh let me say clearly I am replacing my words of concession with an uncompromised and unapologetic call that we count every single vote, adding that he would accept whatever outcome emerges. He did not mention the recount. And so this is talking about Gillum. Yeah, this is talking about Gillum and uh DeSantis. Because, you know, initially uh Gillum Gillum had um conceded, conceded to rape. But now that there's talk of recount, he went back and withdrew his con- his concession. So now he's going to wait as, as well, and he's saying, look, it's like this. Um, um, look, we'll wait and see. And if it comes out the same to what he says, I'll accept that, okay? which is cool. But there's another race in Florida people aren't talking about either, and that's between Democrat Nikki Fried and um uh, Matt Cardwell, yeah, there's another race in Florida, and that's going to recount as well for the Agriculture Commissioner, you know, which is one of the top Florida three uh, cabinet positions. So we keep you on top of that, and let's see where where that's going to go, because it's, it's it's always going somewhere. We just don't know where, but it's going somewhere. All right. So with that being said. <laughs> Let us that be said. We got those two little nuggets out the way. Let's talk about the big, the big, the big elephant that's in the room right now with the, with these individuals. Because what you're about to see here between these politicians next two years are is going to make you scratch your head. And I'm going to tell you now, get ready for a government shutdown. It's going to happen. Y'all can put this on the calendar. Mr. Talk said that there will be a government shutdown. It's inevitable. It is. It's, it's going to happen. Because you have the Democrats on one side. You got the Republicans on the other side. And you got the big orange guy in the middle. It's not a good thing that's about to happen. And he's leaning to the to the to the right side anyway, so you know it's not gonna it, it, it's not gonna be a pretty thing here come January, because that is when all this take take effect January, y'all. Uh, so you got a few more months, and I, I'm expecting to see uh, the Republicans attempt to run as much through as they can right now, while they do have quote unquote the the majority. Don't hold your breath on that one either. Um, but with this with this win, it, it it places a very familiar Trump foe in charge of a very important committee, and that's Maxine Waters. Now a lot of people call her Aunt Maxine or whatever, and we we all know that Maxine Waters and Donald Trump has a history of. Discourse, as they like to say, professionally, they just don't like each other. All right, they just don't. They, they do not like each other. And uh, another important important thing about Maxine Waters is she's a part of the Congressional Black Caucus. Now, uh, why am I telling you all this? Because in a few minutes, I'm gonna start telling you a whole lot of stuff, and it's gonna tie. 
it's going to tie everything into what I'm going to tell you, I'm about to tell you. And this is one of the reasons why I say it's about to get real sticky up in in Washington, D.C. It really is. And this is another reason why I say nothing is going to get done. Nothing will be done. If anything gets done, and when I say nothing, I mean like any legislation, uh, important legislation anyway, nothing's really going to have to be done. Because of the animosity between the orange guy and Maxine Waters for number one. And then now, if Maxine Waters has her way, you're going to have to sprinkle the congressional, the, the, the black congressional black caucus in this whole mess as well, which is going to create a bigger issue. It is. You know, because Maxine Waters, she has, you know, been a very outspoken individual about big banks and, and the Trump administration and some of the things that she should have been investigated that weren't investigated. Well, now she gets to sit, sit on the committee that where she can do all these investigations, you know, <laughs> the House Finance Services Committee, Service Committee. That That is that will be that is going to be very very interesting. You know, um, you know, it, it, it's about to get real real interesting in DC. You know, um, but before I go ahead and tell you a whole lot about what's about to happen, I'm gonna let you listen to Maxine herself tell you her plans. As far as what she's gonna her do, if she, well, this was this is what was said before, okay, before, 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 um, this the election took place, but now it has been confirmed that she will be the mom, the the big dog. Uh, you can look forward to hearing some of these things that she says she's gonna do. All right, so here it is. What am I going to do to you? What I'm going to do to you is fair. I'm going to do to you what you did to us. If we take back the House, most of the members of the Congressional Black Caucus will be chairs of the Committee of the Congress of the United States of America. I will be the first African American, the first woman to chair the powerful Financial Services Committee. That's all of Wall Street. That's all the insurance companies, that's all the banks. And so, of course, the CEOs of the banks now are saying, what can we do to stop Maxine Waters? Because if she gets in, she's gonna give us a bad tap. I have not forgotten you foreclosed on our houses. I have not forgotten that you undermined our community. I have not forgotten that you sold us those exotic products, had a sign on the line for junk and for men that we could not afford. And in doing that, I have people who are on the homeless who have never gotten back into a home. What am I gonna do to you? What I'm gonna do to you is fair. I'm gonna do to you what you did to us. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet. It is time for us to say, even though there's those who don't want us to say it, Mr. President, you need to be impeached. You have members of your cabinet uh, that are being booed out of restaurants. 
No, starting with his criticism of the NFL players' um, boycott, protest, because it's not a boycott, it's a protest. They, they, uh, they definitely they see it totally different. And, of course, you would think they would. You would think that they would actually see it differently. But it's interesting uh, because instead of – well, let me, let me back up, let me back up, let me back up, let me back up. Okay. When Trump first t- took office, okay, the Congressional Black Caucus, okay, they wanted to meet with him because they wanted to give him, uh, you know, see what it was. Mine was they were actually they called they considered themselves giving him a fair shot. They really did. All right, they they really did consider giving this man a fair shot. Um. But and the reason why they had initially had a problem with him because they had a problem with Trump during his campaign asking the question to African Americans, "What the hell do you have to lose?" Y'all remember that? Yeah, because I remember talking about it on the show. And, uh, that's what he said. What the hell do you have to lose? Okay, so um, yeah. The, the, they had a problem with that, okay, right off the bat, even though he wasn't the president then. You know, and, and what their their argument is, you know, anytime he asked that question while on the campaign trail, you know, he followed it up with references to uh, the crime rate, you know, the poverty rate, you know, and he made it seem like lag life in, in, in black America was just deficient and just dangerous. If you were black and you lived anywhere in the black neighborhood, you know, you lived in a dangerous area, and you was needy. You were needy. Now that is that is that is the, the, the uh, way the Congressional Black Caucus took this thing. So before even Trump even had, had before Trump even was elected, there were issues between these these two groups of people. All right. Once he became he he became the president. There was even a bigger issue with some of the people he put in office. However, of course, now, you know, looking back, we understand why they had an issue. But for one reason or another, the majority of them has actually been fired or, quote, unquote, resigned from the administration. But I I learned something when I was uh, researching this, y'all. Did you realize that uh, (laughs) – Uh, that during his campaign, Trump had proposed a new deal for black America, which was supposed to be a 10-point policy plan that called for a number of reforms intended to support urban renewal and help African Americans. Did you you realize he had one of those? I I guess that that, that is what um, Daryl Scott and Omarosa was for. You know, to help him with that 10-point plan, right? Of course, we know they got in there and started licking boots. So, you know, well, Amoroso, I don't know what Amoroso was in there licking, but, you know, she eventually got out. So even though she was throwing out, she's not there anymore. Then she wrote a book, which really, you know, tarnishes some of her credibility as to why she was in there in the beginning. You know, she wasn't there for, for uh administration, and she wasn't there for, for her African-American brothers and sisters uh, s- s- uh, 
believe you want to say that. And she was there for herself. So once she left, she can write this book. Isn't it, it, it? But thinking about that, isn't it amazing how quickly that book got was put out? That's fast, wasn't it? Hmm. Okay, but anyway, you know, and then, you know, there's this this thing that the president has with with uh, female African American reporters, and before this last incident with these other two, it was April Ryan. Now. April Ryan, she's a reporter, uh, and a White House reporter, and she's, in terms of briefing, usually she's there, she asks some questions. I mean, she doesn't ask the, the lollipop questions that most of them do. She asks some tough questions. And, of course, this rubs Sarah Sanders Huckabee and the administration the wrong way. But I remember watching this, and uh, President Trump, now, let me go back. April Ryan, you know, she does have some friends in the Congressional Black Caucus, okay? She has some friends. Well, during this one interview, the question, you know, uh, session, he actually asked her, as she asked a question, uh, if she was friends with members of the caucus and could she set up a meeting between them and the administration. Now, I remember watching this when he said that. And people say, well, that's a legit, no. He said that tongue-in-cheek, okay? That was another dig. He was digging at her. But we're we going to come back to April Ryan again. We're going to come back to her because there's some more stuff going on. And, and I, I'm trying to put this so you'll see where this is not just something that's coming, just coming out of left field. You know, there's history behind all of what's about to go on in, in, in Congress between the House and the president. Oh yeah, that's history. Um, so as he took that, you know, the, there was uh, supposed to be a meeting. All right, there was supposed to be a meeting, and then uh, the meeting, the meeting took place. But instead of the being the, all of the caucus members, it ended up just being like the leadership. Okay, the leadership. And in this thing, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in, in this thing, uh, the caucus leadership gave Trump a 125-page policy document. Yeah. Outlining the, CB, the, the CBC's vision for black America. And they believed at the time that he was receptive. Okay, and he agreed to make cabinet officials available to the caucus to speak with about specific issues. Well, less than three months later, y'all know that, that that never happened. And because it didn't happen, because uh, the cabinet members were never made available. Yeah. So because of that, the, 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 the uh, CBC declined to take a second meeting with the president, arguing that he had failed to make, as like I said, the cabinet officials available. Now, there was another um, 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 thing that happened here. Dick, what's the guy's name? Dick Durbin, Senator Dick Durbin. <clears throat> there was reports that said that um, the president said he did not care about the Congressional Black Caucus policy demands during the meeting. Okay, and this once again pissed the CBC off. 
Now, I have often said this. Oh, don't get me wrong, because I know a lot of y'all have heard me say this, that what does the CDC do? What, the, the, what, the, what are they doing? What are they doing? You know, what are they doing? So, yeah, it, was took, it took some digging for me to find this out. But not only took me some digging, I actually was kind of taken back by all the things they were trying to do. They were trying to do. But, um, yeah. So, with all this going on, so they sent, um, then, you know, they had a problem with Jeff Sessions being the uh, attorney general. Uh, they had a problem with Bannon. Now, a lot of people that Trump had appointed um, to his administration. And as I said before, a lot of them now are no longer there, so that's kind of a new point. But there was a, a letter that was sent that uh, that when the CBC said, based on actions taken by you and your administration since that March meeting, it appears that our concerns and your stated receptiveness to them fell on deaf ears. In other words, they tell them, look, we wasted our time coming up there. You haven't said anything about it. You haven't tried to make anybody available. And so we're done. There's nothing else we need to talk about because you're not showing uh, good faithfulness, as they like to say. You're putting, you're putting no, or no effort whatsoever. So, um, and then at the top it off, he went after John Lewis. Now, y'all know John Lewis. You know, guy who marched in Selma, you know, walked with King, whatever. And he said the civil rights icon was all talk and no action when it came to improving his conditions in his district. And I remember that. He said he needed to go and clean up because it's one of the worst ones in the nation. I remember that. I remember that. Now, yeah, and, and see, I'm, putting, I'm trying to put this all together for you so you understand exactly what we're about to see. Um. Another interesting thing was the CDC said it was willing to discuss impeachment among its members. Okay? Yes, impeach the president. That's what they were talking about. Of course, like I said, he feuded with Frederica Wilson, dismissed her, calling her wacky. Remember that? And this came after uh, the, the soldiers in Africa that were sent back. You remember that? When she was sitting in the car, and she got he, she got a phone call from the president, and it was this big thing about how, you know, he wasn't sympathetic, and, and some of the comments he made to the, the uh, widow, yeah, her. Now let's remember too, what later came out is, you know, there was no body in that 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 casket, <laughs> there was no body at the funeral. That makes you shake your head in itself, doesn't it? Yeah, there was no body, but anyway. We get back to that. Um, and, and the the discourse or, or the dislike between the two groups came so so much that there was an opening of a Mississippi Historic Civil Rights Museum. Okay, and none of the black lawmakers decided to go because they could not. They didn't want to be in a room with Donald Trump. Okay, because of some things he had done and some things he said, which I, I've said already. So, <clears throat> um, you know, uh, 
And then we get to a study union. After the study union, Congressman Backhall said African Americans have a lot to lose under the Trump administration. And we have lost a lot already, especially when it comes to his justice, voting rights, education, housing, and health care policies. It reads, President Trump is still who we thought he was, and we won't be fooled by this speech. Okay. Now, that is some of the history that you have between President Trump and the CDC, Congressional um, Black Caucus. Now, now, so, that's what the Congressional Black Caucus says. You know, uh, and there are, because, you know, they have a list out as to which what 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 um, investigations are you know, are they planning? The Democrats are planning to um, get started. Well, we know one is going to be like uh, into uh, this Russia thing and Trump's taxes. I should say Trump's taxes because that's that's one thing everybody wants to see his tax returns. Now, honestly, do do we want to see his tax returns? Uh, not really, because they can be forced just like anything else. We know this. Businessmen have been doing it for years, so why should we expect anything different, right? Right. So, I mean, that's really not that important. I don't know what I did with them. I had I had list of them. I found them in a minute ago. But anyway, now, so let's go to the other side of the aisle. So Trump says, well, that's all right. Y'all can investigate me all you want to. But believe me, if I if you investigate me, I'm going to have some investigations done on you. And this is very interesting because what, what he's saying is, look, there's some corruption going on there as well. And if you want to take it there, we can take it there. And he did say, and we are better than you are. And he did say that. You know, so what they're saying is we're going to have some tit-for-tat going on. But let's take a look at some of this Congressional Black um, Caucus and some of the members that have been caught up in some things that <clears throat> whether they did it or not, yeah, they were convicted. So I guess it's, you can't say they did do it, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. Let's see. Corrine Brown. Yeah. She's received a 24-count federal indictment, and and she was actually convicted. I remember this. Yeah. And uh, for creating a fraudulent education charity to collect over 800000 in donations from major corporations and philanthropies for their own private slush fund between 2012 and 2016. All right. Uh, let's see. Who else we had here? Chaka Fate, he's an 11-term Pennsylvania Democrat that was convicted on 23 charges of racketeering, money laundering, and fraud, along with four other co-defendants. Okay. Uh, Part of the elders' crimes are tied to schemes to repay a legal $1 million campaign, campaign loan. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, then you had Eddie Bernice Johnson. 
12-term Democrat from Dallas who helped steer thousands of dollars in Congressional Black Congress Caucus Foundation scholarships to four family members and two of her top aged children, which was a violation of nonprofit rules. Maxine Waters. See? And I told y'all it was going to come back around, didn't I? Maxine Waters, the 13-term Betway Swamp Queen from, and that's what it said, from California and past chair of the Congressional Black Caucus, walked away with a slap on the wrist from the Toothless House Ethics Committee in 2012 after being charged with multiple ethics violations related to her meddling in minority-owned One United Bank. The bank executives donated $12,500 to Mad Maxine's congressional campaign. Her husband, Sidney Williams, was an investor in one of the banks that merged into One United. At stockholders, they profited handsomely for, from their relationship with the bank and vice versa. After Waters' office reportedly intervened and lobbied the Treasury Department in 2008, the financial institution received 12 million dollars in financial TARP bailout money, despite another government agency's concluding that the bank operated without effective underwriting standards and engaged in speculative investment practices. Top bank executive Kevin Cohe squandered money on a company finance Porsche and beachfront mansion in Santa Monica, California, after the federal bailout of Fannie and Freddie. One United Stocks in the government-sponsored enterprises plunged to a value estimated at less than $5 million. Only through Waters' intervention was One United able to secure an emergency meeting with the Treasury and its then Secretary, Henry Paulson. Y'all see this, right? Waters' government cronyism earned her a most corrupt member of Congress designation from the left-wing citizens of, of responsibility and ethics in Washington. So, as he said, you investigate me, I investigate you. So it's coming. You, know, you If you can't see it, it's coming. Okay, then there's L.C. Hastings. Now, he's 12-term father uh, representative. He was impeached by a federal judge in 1989 for making false statements and producing false documents in a 1983 criminal trial, accusing him of seeking a $150,000 bribe. He won his seat in 92 and used his position to enrich his various lady friends. <laughs> he was a pimp, y'all. Alcee was a pimp. He said one girlfriend turned congressional deputy district director more than half a million dollars in salary and paid another female staff assistant to accompany him on his endless junkets abroad. So basically saying he was paying him to go on trips. He was a pimp. Okay. Now, of course, they have Sheila Lee Jackson, I mean, Sheila Jackson Lee, and the Medicare fraud racket involving the local hospital or district. Greg Meek, this $400,000 uh, earmark for a fake health clinic in New York City. A Caribbean result, underwritten by a convicted financier, Alan Stanford, and Wisconsin's Gwen Moore, and her lavishly paid friends and family. And, of course, the ethics violations, shady business deals, and tax troubles from New York. Charlie Rangel. Okay? Now, this is, as you can see, 
This wasn't some written by somebody favorable to him. So, and I remember Corrine Brown. Oh yeah, they actually convicted Corrine Brown. She's she's got to do jail time. <clears throat> but now you understand the dislike between Maxine Waters and Donald Trump, and that is why we're about to have some head knocking and nonsense going on. Do you understand that? So for all you stand up there laughing, joking, and, and cheering, yes, I, the Democrats won the House. The Demo- you didn't win anything. You didn't win anything. It's going to be a standstill. It's going to be it. Stop. Done. Finishimo. Finishimo. Because there's nothing that's going to happen. That effectively is going to be good for the citizens of the United States of America. It's not. Because Maxine Waters, she has an agenda to where she wants to stop the president from doing anything he's going to do. President, we already know, he he despises anyone and any, anybody that uh, challenges anything that he says. Anything. Anything that he says. So what you think is about to happen? Now the interesting thing is who's going to be the speaker uh, for the for for the uh, the Senate now? Because Paul Ryan is out. Yeah, Paul Ryan is gone. Which is you know a good thing for Paul Ryan, I'm sure, because uh, he really didn't want to be bothered with this nonsense. <laughs> he really didn't And I can't blame him I wouldn't want to be bothered with him either You know um, But I mentioned something earlier When I was talking about um, The CBC and Donald Trump And that was this this uh, New deal for black America You know I Honestly I, as I said before I had never heard of it myself I had never heard of it Don't know who it was anything like that But I had to look it up, <laughs> and it's interesting. You know, it, it really is. You know, um, you know, you look, you look, you look at it, and you're like, okay, so what does it say? And basically, I'm gonna read it to you first. All right, I'm gonna read it to you because I think you you have to understand it better once I read it to you. All right, Um, and it was called a New Deal for African Americans with a plan for urban renewal. It proposes to change the condition of black communities, now y'all listen to this now, by promoting school choice, hmm, reduction of crime, business tax cuts, finance reforms, stopping trade deficits, ending illegal immigration, New infrastructure investment protections for the African American church. Y'all hear that? Protections for the African American church and in America First foreign policy. Okay. It went on to say we will also. Let me hold on. It also includes policies specific to inner cities 
where he would ramp up law enforcement and look to increase investment. We will also have tax holidays for inner city investment and new tax incentives to get foreign companies to relocate in blighted American neighborhoods. We will empower cities and states to seek federal disaster designation for blighted communities in order to initiate the rebuilding of vital infrastructure, the demolition of abandoned properties, and the increased presence of law enforcement. Let's take a look at this thing right here. <laughs> um, let's go with number one. By promoting school choice. Okay. Promoting school choice. Where you go go? School choice? Hey, we ain't got school choice. I mean, what? Besides the private, private school that most um, black families cannot afford already anyway? So how's that helping? School choice, how about you, you, you pay to have some better teachers? How about you do that? How about you you, you, you um, build better schools, up-to-date schools, and quit just trying to put Band-Aids on in a black community? How about doing that? Promoting school choice. Yeah, right. Reduction of crime. Let's be honest. Reduction of crime. How you going to, by putting more police on the street, which, which uh, then... And, of course, you know, when Jeff Sessions came into office, you know, first thing he wanted to do was take a look at, uh, at the policy of, uh, and see if he could get more approval for the stop and frisk. And we know stop and frisk is, is just not only illegal, but I'm not going to say the R word, but it's not favorable for black folks. Put it that way, okay? Um, excuse me, but... It, 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 no reduction in crime How are you going to do that How are you going to do that You know and, and it never was Anything that was said You know It, it, it was never thing that was, that was said It was just there you know, it, It's not going to fix anything What else he said Business tax cut yeah, we have no black businesses in, in the community. So, I mean, who's going to get the tax cut? Financial reforms, yeah. Stopping, you know, that is ending illegal immigration. Wait a minute. Who owns most of the businesses up in the community anyway now, in the black neighborhood? And not the black. And honestly, not the whites. It's the Indians or the, 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 the Indians. And when I say the Indians, I mean from India, yeah, from Pakistan, yeah. This is one that really protections for the African American church. What are you protecting in the African American church? What protections are you giving them? Most of them are already, uh, what is it, 503C? So what are you protecting? What are you doing? No, sound like just like another one of those little things, like I used to say back uh, a long time ago. Yeah, you can protect them, so you hope to pimp them out later on around election time. Really, that sounds good, doesn't it? That all sounds perfect, but there's no substance behind it. There's no, 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 nothing behind it. It's just a bunch of talk. 
We will empower cities and states to seek federal disaster designation for blighted communities in order to initiate the rebuilding of vital infrastructure. Yeah. So once the, the, the cities or, or the towns or states take so much money, then you can control what they you want them to do. The demolition of abandoned properties. Uh, and what is that going to do? And, of course, the increased presence of law enforcement. Yeah, like we really, 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 really need more police officers and law enforcement in the black community. We really need that, right? Like we don't have enough problems with that. Y'all know how I feel about that. I, I, I've spoken on that quite, quite often, quite often. So I, I won't go into to my little tirade on that right now. Now, I'm not going to promise you I won't do it a little later, but right now I'm not going to do it. Excuse me. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> okay? But that was the New Deal. Let me look at this again. That is what they call the New Deal for Black America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're, what, uh, two years in right now? And if I look out there, I think it looks the same as it did when Obama was in office. It looks the same as when Bush was in office. It looks the same when Clinton was in office. So what has changed? What has changed? Not a freaking thing. Oh, I hear y'all out there, well, what about the unemployment rate? That's a big lie as well. Right now, the unemployment rate, where everybody stands at 7.5, if you use the real numbers. If you go to the web page, I mean, the, the show's website, it, it's a video on there showing you how to figure it out, and you realize it's not as low as they make it seem. But it sounds good. It really does. It sounds great. And for those that's not going to look any further than what they show you, yeah, you you can regurgitate that all day long. Now, I'm not saying it's an easy formula to use to figure out what it is. But what I am saying is not what they say it is. So before you regurgitate that and keep throwing that up as one of the things that, 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 that President Trump has successfully done in his, you know, term, no. No. Even when the Obama administration was claiming all that, it wasn't the right, it still wasn't the true, true number. For those that say, well, I know you're going to say Obama did. No, I'm not saying that. He lied on, on it too. And that's what they do. Because they know people are not going to go and look it up. They know people ain't going to go and try to figure out what the real unemployment rate is because most people don't care. And that is why the situation that will take place in January where the Democrats take over the House and the Republicans hope that the public control the Senate, depending on what these last few races do, it's not going to change anything. We're still going to have the gridlock. The Democrats still going to be trying to investigate Trump. Trump's still going to be trying to, 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 to harass and bully individuals in the door what he want to do. That is what happens. That is what they do. It has nothing to do with the people. It has nothing to do with me and you. Nothing.
you see them all, all of what, two or three months in in the two to four year time period they're in office, and most of that is just for what photo ops or they invited to come somewhere. You don't see them walking through the neighborhood talking to anybody, do you? Unless it's, it's election time. Oh yeah, I visited every district ever since. But where did you go? Did you really talk to the people? Or did you talk to certain areas of the city where you know you would be accepted? See, once again, we have to stop drinking that Kool-Aid, people. We have to stop drinking that Kool-Aid because the Kool-Aid is tainted. It's nasty. It's tart. And I love my red Kool-Aid. Yeah, I said red Kool-Aid, but it's tart. It's nasty. And that's basically what, what we getting right now, some tainted Kool-Aid. But we continue to drink it. But anyway, moving on. I told y'all I am uh, rushing today. Uh, P is out, so y'all just got me. I know y'all rather have P, but y'all got me today, so you have to tell Mr. Talk. If you want to say anything, man, y'all know the number, 347-838-8622. Once again, 347-838-8622. Or you can come to the chat room at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. Or you can just sit here and keep listening to me. You know why? Because the call the show is called Let's Talk. That's why. <laughs> of course. But, uh, yeah. Um, Jeff Sessions resigned. Okay, he re- quote unquote resigned. I see you triple one. I get you in a minute. It say he Jeff Sessions resigned, but we know he was forced out. Is it we? Is it's been coming? It's been coming. But what happened was, see, he couldn't he couldn't do it before the election because that wouldn't have looked favorable. One thing you can say. When you're dealing with politicians, they're always thinking ahead. Okay, they know sessions couldn't, they couldn't get rid of sessions before then. But if you didn't see it coming with all, all the the, the the criticism, you know, the president, you know, saying I don't have an attorney general, you know, really, you know. Uh, but you one who pointed the man. But let's not forget also, he always has blamed Jeff Sessions for the Russia investigation going as far as it had. Because Sessions decided to recluse himself from um, leading the investigation. And we know this president holds a grudge. He holds a hell of a grudge. So when the chance finally presented itself, and, this, the, the, and the, what presented itself was the Senate. Hey, don't go nowhere, Triple One. I'll be right back. The Senate uh, is still held by the Republicans. So what that means? Ah, we get rid of them, and that's what happened. It's just that simple. It's just that simple. And just a fun fact that makes the twenty-six person. The 26th person, okay, 
that has either resigned or was fired by the Trump administration. The 26th person. Just thought I'd let y'all know that. Interesting, huh? Okay. Anyway, let me roll up here to Triple One and see what we got here. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what you got for me? Yes, my brother, Mr. Tuck. How are you, sir? I'm doing fine. How are you, man? Yeah, thank you very much. My friend, you know, his inner circle, as according to you, you're right. 26 people resigned or fired. I mean, this guy, he thinks he's the Mussolini of USA. And the reason he went to uh, France, because he likes, like a baby, you know, watching the parades and going and etc. And then he wants to do it next year. But they said, you know, hopefully we are going to do it for you, sir. Trump, I mean, President Trump. You you whatever you want, we will do it. I mean, it's a childish that 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 she, he wants to show his tanks, his missile, and everything. What you want to start World War Three? What the hell is wrong? I mean, he is unfitted for command, my friend. Go ahead, sir. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not even going to argue with you on that one. You know, and, and at his first trip to, to France. He came back and he wanted to have a big military parade like they have. Well, there was only a problem with that. You know, um, our our streets cannot handle that. You know, the type of equipment he wants to roll out. Now they are they were supposed to be planning one, but I don't know if it actually had. It. I don't know how they're gonna plan it if he's not in the country anyway because it's for him. Now on that whole no, thing, no, my, because my of the thing cost. was. Uh, yeah, the cost. Because yeah. of the cost? I'm saying because yeah, of the cost. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah. they said next year, maybe. Well, next year, next year. Well, not even because of the cost, but the damage it would do to the streets. See, and I, I have explained this before, Mike. What people don't understand is, you know, when you start rolling those big tanks on, on, on regular streets, the streets aren't built to withhold that kind of damage. Because once those tanks start turning, they tan up. They tan up that asphalt. See, they tan it up. And somebody, and I, maybe we go back to, like you say, the cost, because somebody's got to go back and fix all that stuff. And that's a lot of money. Right. And number right. two, if you ask the majority of soldiers, they don't want to be no part of They don't want any part of that. You know, on, on days like Veterans Day, Memorial Day, the soldiers rather be home with their families or hanging out with their buddies somewhere, you know, turning up one or two beers or what have you. Don't nobody want to be out there talking about yeah. getting all dressed up and yes, march down the road for some you know, now I'm not telling you something that I heard. I'm telling you as a veteran myself, I felt that way. You know why? You know, I get to march down the street. Okay, I'm marching down the street, marching down the street. Mm. You know, or I'm driving, riding in my tank or my truck, waving at folks. But why? I could be home with my family, chilling out. Right. Because he's the Hitler of the United States, Mussolini, Pinochet, and uh, oh. he's Ayatollah uh, Trump. Uh, so, so, so the uh, you know the killings in mass killings in California, and the guy was PTSD, and this guy he had really serious problems, and uh, you know, and many times uh, police was called to his mother's house, and uh, you know. 
really Polish should do after one or two times, really to get to the bottom of it. Not like, uh, you well, know, they know that he was a soldier. He was, uh, he know how to make bombs. He know how to make, uh, you know, grenades, well, etc. You know, so, you know, you know, Mike, you know what? Honestly, honestly, when you start talking about that right there, you know, when, when people say PTSD, and unless, uh, how can I put it, unless you have it, most people do not understand what, what that entails. You know, because even, even on medication, all right, even on medication, yes, you have your good days and you have your bad days. It's like a roller coaster ride, okay? Right. Uh, uh, also, Prozac. Okay, it's like Prozac, a yeah, see, one day, one day, you'd be happy, cheerful. You know, you're good. The next day you yes. wake up, you, you feel so low. You feel lower than a, than a groundhog. You know, you just want to right, find right. a hole and bury yourself in. You know, and, right. and with PTSD, there are triggers. There are things that trigger you, even with medication. Right. Oh, now, you know, some people say, well, you know, they just No, it has nothing to do with crazy. It has, it has mental. I mean, they say it's mental, okay? But it's things that we've been through that normal folk have never been through and will never go through. Things we've seen that people will never see. Yes, sir. Okay? Absolutely, sir. Now. Yes, sir. So, you know, what I'm about to say now is that's where, you know, people say, well, you know, the, the police, you know, or mental health. No. You know, honestly, veterans... We have to do better in taking care of each other. I'm just going because we're the only ones who understand what we go through. You see what I'm saying? You you go and yes, see sir. a psychiatrist, Absolutely. and they they can sit there and tell you all day, I understand, or, or you know, pop these pills all day. But unless there's another veteran there that can sit down and listen and relate to what you are talking about and what you're going through, there's no way you can stop. Those that 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 you know feel get to the point to where they feel, hey, I I just got to get out of here, you know, or or Absolutely. they just want to go and shoot up something. That that's I'm, I'm not I'm not condoning it, but that's the way I see it. it. You know, it's fine because honestly, they're not gonna stop you from having having a handgun. That's not gonna happen. A handgun, a rifle, a, a shotgun, a machine gun, whatever they want to, it's not going to ever stop. Because the NRA is too powerful in this country and has too many politicians in their pocket. So that's not going to stop. The mental the mental health uh, uh, people, they're overloaded as it is. The VA can't keep them. The VA can't keep the psychiatrists and psychologists. I'm not telling you something that I heard. I'm telling you what I know. They can't keep them. And since they can't keep hey. them, the veterans can't get the help necessary from the so-called uh, uh, medical establishment. So basically what it means is, veterans, we have to take care of our own. We have to, we have to check on each other. You Absolutely. Know, you know, that's what that's what I use my Facebook for. You know, I got all my soldiers on there. You know, my my leaders and I, I, I see them all. I speak to them all the time. You know, sometimes that's all they need is someone to talk to. They just, you know. But everybody, look, you say PTSD is if somebody want to jump in your face, you crazy. You know, that's not a good thing to jump in a soldier's or uh, a veteran's face. 
the talking smack to him, number one. Now, I'm not saying this is what happened in that case, but I'm just giving some general advice out right now. You know, don't just go jumping up in the veteran's face because you don't know what's going on in that, that, that soldier's mind, and you don't know what he's been through. And contrary to popular belief, the majority of us can snuff you out in a heartbeat. I'm just going to put it that way. Uh, okay, yes, my so, friend, and uh, I, yes, yeah, absolutely. And then on top of it, uh, uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, King of United States of America, and uh, said that you know I will promise take care of the veterans good, and still uh, we haven't heard anything regarding that. Uh, uh, anything has been changed yet? So he lies. Well, he's a psychopath. Well. Well, you know what? Let me put it this way. He lies or he takes credits for things that's already been done or already in place. Now, what he, he, he touts is this program called Choice, okay? And what this program is, it's supposed to allow veterans, instead of having to wait months at a time to go to the local VA, to be able to go and see local doctors outside the area. You know, outside the area of the VA If you have a long drive or what have you Now, on the surface That sounds good That's wonderful, oh yes The only problem is The only problem with that is That program was already in place Okay, it was already in place And number two It still has to be approved by the VA Before you can't go and see An outside doctor So, yeah Now and sometimes Absolutely. even the outside doctor has wait 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 times, you know. So you still right. got to play the waiting game, no matter who you go and see. You know, <laughs> right. yeah, we change the directors and we change this, but you can change all you want to. But if you don't change the programs and, and the way they handle, right. what do you doing up and doing um, cosmetic changes? That's what you're doing. That's right. Absolutely, yeah. sir. So, uh, my friend, on, and, and, and yes, uh, sure, sure. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Go, go, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah. regarding sorry. the California fires, California fires, especially the one that started in near the, the home of the uh, same person who shot uh, 12 people plus himself 13. And uh, so I uh, strongly, you know, in the FBI left at exactly 9.30 a.m. from their mother house or the house that he was living he took they took everything and now exactly as they left the fire started to me it has a collision between the shooting and the fires is a mysterious is a something right now 7000 structure and more and i mean keep going up uh, uh, is uh, totally burned down to the ground, and these people are homeless. These people need uh, attention. These people need uh, sympathy. Uh, I mean, these people need medical attention at the same time too. What? What? I mean, Trump uh, emailed and tweeted, "Oh, we are not going to give you any money for the uh, emergency uh, state of emergency in California. Uh, you guys are wasting." This, I mean, he has no sympathy, empathy for the anything. This is crap. Well, really. Well, 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 well. Once again, Mike, you have to understand uh, what's really behind all that. Okay, it, it, it's 
you know, it sounds good. He he's, he makes a point to say, well, you you using too much money, you know, fight these fires. Okay, whatever. But the problem he has with the state of California, number one is, they are a sanctuary city, a state. In other words, they let immigrants in. He doesn't like that, you know. And they have pretty much told him it's not. They're not going to stop. So he has an issue with that. So in, and we know, and we have illustrations that he's a vengeful, uh, a vengeful guy. You know, if you challenge him or you do anything, he's he's going to risk. First chance he gets, he's going to get you. All right. Right. That, so, so, so basically, you know, yeah. We have all yeah. seen that. We've all seen that. So, so he is not different than the guy that goes shoot uh, twelve people or etc. And yet, my friend, we have seen that from Kentucky. The guy went to the black church. He couldn't open the black church, uh, and then he said, "Well, let me go to Kroger to find some black people." And he shot two black, one woman, one man, uh, and then. Uh, other white people said, hey, brother, white man will not kill brother, uh, uh, will kill another white man. So then he left. He said, okay, he, 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 he stand down. And uh, they catch him. Then it was a Jewish massacre. And then it was the Thousand Oaks massacre, etc. If there are tre- uh, be, be, uh, uh, around New Year, Christmas, before that, uh, I mean, from now until December, end of December, if we have a couple of more these instances happen, the Civil War II will be started. What do you think, my friend? Mm, civil War, huh? Civil War. Right. If 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 these instances by white KKK, uh, ISIS, uh, uh, white KKK, they do this kind of crap, the civil war too will be started. What do you think, my friend? Nah, I don't know about that, Mike. I don't know. Not yet, anyway. Because I, I do agree. There's one coming, but it, it's not. I don't think it's going. It, it's 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 not going to happen right now. It's one on its way though, but right now the time the right. time is not right. It, it's not right. But, but it's coming. I mean, people oh, hold need on. I got, I got yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure. Hold on. I got another caller. All right. Welcome to the show, Pianki. What you got for me? And please don't be boring me to death today. I see this guy here always trolling the black blog talk shows. Down talking to the United States presidents, uh, something you couldn't do where he come from. <clears throat> but uh, Eric, you got a Facebook page? I sure do. What is it called? It's not Mister Talk because there's a hundred of them. Thank you. What do you want? <laughs> it's called. I Mr. wanted to Talk. send you something. Right. I wanted to send you, huh? It's called Let's Talk. L E T S T A L K. Oh, Let's Talk. Yeah. Okay, that's better. Now. So what are you, what are you discussing today, other than the formula? Well, P A. Things. Well. Well, P A. Telecommunication companies just ignored uh, violence. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I tell you what, I'll put you back on the queue so you can listen a little bit, and then I'll bring you back so you can know what I'm talking about, all right? I'm trying to see that which one of like these the is yours. 
Yes, I appreciate you. First of all, uh, regarding this guy, he attacked me because I talked the truth and you talked the truth. Instead of attacking you, then they find me, they attack me. I uh, think bad, bad things about me. And I am not, uh, I, I am genuine as the as same as you, sir. And what I love for this country, I want to see happiness in, in, in the, uh, my people. And when you bring happiness to the people, you bring happiness to yourself. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, well, you know, that, that sounds good, Mike, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Mike. <laughs> Sometimes you, just, you have to shake your head. <laughs> you have to shake your head on some things, you know, because, man, you know, uh, man, happiness, happiness is, is Honestly, happiness is within, from within. Because, you know, um, even when, when I was in um, 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 Iraq and, right. and um, Saudi Arabia during the wars, even though those folks were being bombed, a lot of them were happy. They were smiling. You know, they wave. You know, they right. make sure you, you take care of. So happiness just comes from within. You can't, you can't depend on anybody else to make you happy. You, you really can't. Right. If you do. And yeah, you're going to have some issues, but you can't depend on anybody else to make you happy. You know, right. and as far as the country, you know, you just have to be happy. You know, you, you just have to be happy. You're living. You know, happy God woke you up this morning. You know, happy God is provided what you, he does provide. You know, hey, happy, shoot, be happy. Maybe he don't provide something. Maybe that's his way of telling you you don't need it. Well, just be happy, you know. My co-host say happiness is a state of mind, and, and basically it is. Right. You know, so, but, uh, again. So, so, my friend, where in Iraq have you been? Basra? Have you been in Basra, Baghdad? I mean, you said Saudi Arabia, Riyadh, or, I mean, which areas have you been? South of uh, Iraq or northern Iraq? Kirkuk? I've been all up. I've been so close to the Iranian border, I can look over there and throw a rock over there. That's how far in Iraq I've been. Wow. So, so, so you have yeah. seen a lot of things, then, my friend. I mean, how yeah. come? I mean, how come you are? Uh, I mean, how come you are much different? I mean, you are very up to date, my friend. Up to date. Yes. What, what I mean, do you mean up to date? Mean? Yeah. Up to date with news, up to date with what's going on around you. You know, you are you are well, great well, Mike, host. Show. Well, Mike, well, Mike, what what happens, Mikey, is my eyes opened up and I learned how to research. I learned how to dig in this, in, into things. And if you dig into things, then you know the truth starts presenting itself. You know, I stopped settling for just what's on top or the surface. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. I mean, okay. I am so the same on. way as you are. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. I would say, hold on, I got another call I want to come in, okay? Okay, okay. All right. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? What you got for me? Hello, Mr. Dalt. Well, hello, Maze. How are you? I'm marvelous, hello. as always. I have a question How for Mike. Okay. I have a question for Mike. Well, Mike, mm -hmm. you said that you said that Farrakhan was a black KKK, 
And how do you determine that he's like KKK? What do you have to do to be a KKK person? Okay, he uh, he was uh, going to the same uh, restaurant and he was teasing people and he was also uh, you know uh, for, uh, you know did did any black man did the mass shooting only 3% from 1928 uh, September to September of 19, uh, 2019 what happened 60% of the mass shooting and crimes are done by white and no, that's How do you compare him to the KKK? Do you know what they did? Compare how many people have compared Khan Khan? Or do you know any? Okay. The reason well, I said the first guy was a white extremist. When you say white extremist, um, white no. nationalist, uh, and okay. that's what. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Hold on, Mike. Maze, I don't think sure. Mike is understanding, understanding your question. He understand. He said that Farrakhan was a black KKK. So I heard him say that. So I want him to explain to me how could he be a black KKK? He just like the KKK, but he hasn't done the things the KKK done. He could be a person that don't like people, but the KKK he could he could have compared him to something else, but not them. So I want him to see if he knows what the KKK was and what they did. Compare him. Okay, I know Black Wall Street. I know Black Wall Street. I'm not talking about Wall Street. No, no, Black Street, 1921, Oklahoma, Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma. No, no, Mike, I'm there was, there was. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a stop, stop, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Mike, let me ask you a question. Who is Louis Farrakhan? Sure. Louis Farrakhan. Uh, well, uh-huh. he is a, a Muslim uh, extremist that he went to Iran in November 4th, I mean, November 3 and 4th, and he was uh, uh, in the, uh, I mean, this year, I'm talking about just few, uh, last week. He went to Iran and he he was with ayatollahs in iran and he said that to america that uh, to um israel all right so, so let me, let me yeah. stop you there mike hold, hold on hold on hold on let me stop you there mike because i know exactly what you're talking about and no he did not say it and that's what that problem came in with that that interview he was doing the interview and the guy asked him a question about death to america Farrakhan did not say that, and Farrakhan, in fact, went off on the guy, and he went off on the guy so bad, they cut uh, Farrakhan's mics off. So, no, Farrakhan did not say death to America. They wanted him to say that, but he did not say it. In fact, he turned around uh, and, and, and went back but, at the guy. But, so, no, he did not say that. But, I, I watched that. Okay. So, can I finish No, but call? he was. So, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Mike, when you're talking and you don't know what you're talking about, you should ask questions. When you compare him to the KKK, some people grew up around the KKK to know what kind of people they I, are. I, and I, never did, said, and I said, said he's a black extremist. You, you I said, said he's he was a black, black extremist KKK. with the black, no. black view. You said, I never, I never no, said you that. You said he was a black I KKK. Said. I heard okay, you. Okay, oh, yes, hold, you on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. Okay, so let's put it this way. In some eyes, Farrakhan is um, viewed as a black extremist. Of course. Yes, sir. Yes. Anybody who's 
anybody anybody who speaks out against this administration or Mr. Smith as a whole as a whole usually are considered extremists or revolutionaries or whatever you want to call them. All right. Mm-hmm. So now, as far as the KKK, yes, that's a totally different thing. You know, and most most ethnicities and most people of color, yeah, we understand what the KKK is and what they stand for. You know, but as far as the nation of Islam, I would say and say right here, no, they are not in any way close to that. They they are not. Number Thank one, you, they don't hide their faces. Number one, they do not hide their faces, and they do things in the, in the community that people they they act like they don't see it, but they see it. They do take care of their own. You have to give them credit for that. They educate their own. Okay. Now, as far as the I, KKK, I, I, I said the same thing as uh, Mr. Tate. And he's a black extremist, you know, I said. As, I never as, said black KKK. I never you said know, as, as, um, 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 Hold on, Mike, hold on. As far as the KKK, you know, they're a bunch of cowards. They hide their face, you know, but we, you know who most they are by their actions. Right. Also, no, you, you can't compare the two organizations because they're totally different. You know, their their objectives are totally different, you know. But hold on, y'all. Let me, let me bring PNK in to see if he, he, he even caught up now. Now, I told him I'd bring him back here, try to be a, a, a man of a word here. All right, Pianchi, you back now. What you got for me? I told you that man, all he does is go around. Well, I ain't going to say all he does. He go yeah. around the black yeah. talk yeah. shows. Yeah. Do you have anything else besides push. that? Well, I, I, I agree with Maze. About what? What he, she just said about him. She's absolutely right. Now, this thing is about asking him a question. He was confused, and I was at The question that she asked him, to what she was leading up to, I keep telling you, I have told you several times, Eric, about this individual. Now, you go ahead put me and tell me where your Facebook page is. And I'm in basking in the sun, enjoying myself. I don't want to stick around here too long because I know you in the cold. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not in the cold. I'm sitting in heat, but thank you anyway. And I told you, let's talk. And I don't see you on no let's talk. Well, I tell you what, send me your email address uh, in, in my to my email, and um, I'll send it to you. I'll send the link to you. You uh, look me up on Facebook. It's Pianchi Bancoli, B-A-N-K-O-L-E. I know what it is. I've sent I've sent you an email before. I mean, a, a request before. But anyway, oh, okay. all right, I got you. Is that it? Yes, it is. All right. You have a good one, Pianchi. All right, so we got four minutes left uh, in a short time. Unless uh, Mike or Maze got anything else they want to bring to me. Okay, y'all got anything else? Where's Mike from? What country did he come from? Mike, are you there? He's still there? Somewhere. Um, um, I forgot. Mike. Oh, did he? Singapore, I think he said. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Oh, but I don't yeah, like to see when people spread when people spread stuff and don't understand history or understand it. Somebody needs to call them on it to see do they know what they're talking about or just uh indoctrinated well, words. You know, that's easy. That's easy to do. We can do that. It is. That's easy. Like yeah. Huh? Well, he, he's not from here, and he might not understand what he's saying. 
So I was just asking him, and he yeah. couldn't explain it. So that under, that does understand where you shouldn't, just like Atatürk and different people, mm-hmm. that they call different things, and people that have been to their countries and visited and know the difference, he's over here with the same problem. So if you educate them, they will understand and they won't say stuff like that again. Very good. That Very was my good. point. Was okay. Was those your last words, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and have a good one, Mike. <laughs> All right, man. You be good. Talk to you later. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right, Mike. You there? I guess we may have lost Mike. I don't know who we lost Mike. But anyway, all right, y'all, we're going to do it for us today. It's been fun. Uh, there's a couple other things I want to talk about, but we get to them Friday. No no problem. You know, <clears throat> maybe we have more to add to it. But I want to say thank you for listening. And to the veterans out there, hey, keep your head up. If you're ever in trouble, you know another veteran. Give them a call. And for the ones, other veterans, y'all make sure y'all keep your check on your battle buddies. You know, the ones you serve with, spend time with, you know where they are. You know how they're doing. All right? Hey, we have to take care of each other. Don't, do not allow the system to try and take care of us because they have no idea. They have no idea. All right? So, with that being said, it's been fun, y'all. I enjoyed it. Love y'all. I'm about to hit you with another military song called Grinding. Yeah, but it's not what you think it is. But anyway, um, we'll be back here Friday, me and P. Ross. Well, P, she, she's kind of busy right now, so if she's not here, y'all know I'll be here. 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, give an open heart, make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. You laugh at yourself, everything else is gravy. All right, so here it is. Military song called Grinding. See y'all Friday, man. Have a good week. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Just let me work. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. 
Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.